history, as nearly no one seems to know, is not merely something to be read, and it does not refer merely or even principally to the past. On the contrary, the great force of history comes from the fact that we carry it within us, are unconsciously controlled by it in many ways, and history is literally present in all that we do. It could scarcely be otherwise, since it is to history that we owe our frames of reference, our identities, and our aspirations. James Baldwin The history of a people is literally carried with them through movement. Through a dance we bear witness to the joy, the ingenuity, and sometimes the sorrow that our forebears carried with them. What history do you carry? And what legacy do you hope to leave behind? As our histories continue to be written, let me invite you to sit back, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy the show. I'm Rob Celtic, and this is Drinking and Dance at the End of the World. to drinking and dance at the end of the world. I'm very excited to welcome my next guest onto the show because I know for some of my listeners, it's going to be their first time hearing and drawing from his experiences. And that's what this show is all about. He was born and raised in New York and discovered Lindy Hop during the Neo Swing Revival in the mid-1990s. He danced extensively and went on to DJing, teaching, and competing. In 1997, he co-founded the website Yehudi.com, which stood as the mecca of Lindy Hop online culture for the next decade. Shortly after the passing of his dance mentor, famed Lindy Hopper Frankie Manning in 2009, he started a family and went back to being a full-time software engineer. In 2014, he changed careers again and is now the lead post-production slash editor of his company, Pixel Valley Studio. He is a master of the mystic art of Rick Rolling, and his taste in weird videos is so <laughs> extensive that it's landed him on several government watch lists. Not because they think he's a threat, they just care about him and want to make sure he's doing okay. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome the one and only Manu Smith. Manu, welcome to the show. I, you know, I didn't approve the rest of that. <laughs> I approve the, it now. But uh, see, this is the thing: uh, none of the other guests did either. But, <laughs> but I've tacked it on. Like I told, I I told the world that Tasha Barnes on her interview, like it, it, this was like the second intro I ever did. Mm-hmm. I told the world that I had personally witnessed her punch through a horse at a child's birthday party. <laughs> well, it, I, I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I saw her punch through a horse, right? Um, yeah, so there you go. Crazy strong. I have to admit, I I, I had to. I had to bail on the alcohol because I had a headache all day. Oh, that's okay. But I do have a glass of, um, it looks like alcohol. It's apple, it's apple juice and, and seltzer water. Perfect. <laughs> hey, no worries. Yeah. Um, the, the show is called Drinking and Dance, but really because like half the dancers I know are like totally sober, like we, yeah. we just kind of expand drinking to like, yeah, you know, coffee, coffee. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm not, I, I, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, and, and get ready to be interrupted a lot, Rob. Okay. Um, <laughs> just get used to that. Okay. Cause I got a lot of stuff to say. Can we swear on this? Oh, absolutely. Because I could easily, you know, I have a little button here and I, I can say whatever the <laughs> I want, but I can just do that. <laughs> so if there's no swearing on this, I'm, I'm good, but, um, Oh uh, God. So, so, I, I feel like I should be paying you to be on this. <laughs> so, so dancers and drink, right? Dancers and drinking. Uh, it's drinking and dance, but no, no, yes. I, I know the name of your. Oh, 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 got it, got it. Sorry. No, I'm saying <laughs> drinking and dancing or dancers, dancers and drinking. Mm-hmm. For me, I was from the group of dancers who, who didn't drink, who was so into dancing that it was just a bottle of water. Oh yeah. 
just water, right? And so we we wouldn't really support the venues because we didn't buy the drinks. You had, Ooh. yeah, you had the other people on the other side, well, the loungers. We used to call them the loungers back in New York. Mm-hmm. So it was the dancers and the loungers. Dancers, you know, had flyers on and black socks and we looked like garbage, really. All we, <laughs> all we wanted to do was dance, but the loungers looked amazing, immaculate. Um, and they would dressed drink. Dressed to the nines. Dressed to the freaking nines. Over here on the West Coast, I think they were, I forgot what they were called. There was something, but you know, there's, so there's that divide and they would always make fun of us because we would come to, we would come to a venue with, with our own water. Oh, wow. Not even, not even want to pay the dollar at the bar to get a a glass of water, but uh, I digress. Well, I'm happy you did. I, I keep getting these little tidbits of like New York as it was, and it's, it's all gold. But regardless of whether or not you're drinking booze, um, and also you didn't warn me, so I am drinking booze. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, raise our glasses and cheers. 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 Clink. Mm. Now, so uh, for those, because primarily the audience that I have is um, is the the modern, what I call the modern street dance community, as opposed to the vintage street dance community. Hmm. Um, but for those listening uh, who might not know Manu, I met Manu through Sarah Deckard, um, an amazing Lindy Hop and vernacular jazz dancer, and have known him for a few years now. Uh, when I first went to the Harang Jazz Dance um, event in Sweden during 2016, I had the opportunity to learn some basic foundation under him. Um, and hearing him speak about dance and the stories he has told me are, are one of the reasons that I will always include Lindy Hop and swing dance in general uh, during discussions about street dance, because it is the, you know, in my mind, it is the first American street dance. So um, that being said, uh, first question, most important, boxers or briefs? Um, combination, bro. Mm-hmm. Boxer briefs. Mm, um that's where it's at it's uh uh best of both worlds i don't know oh absolutely yeah um here's a funny thing though briefs when i fly on an airplane really (laughs) would not have would not have guessed (laughs) just hearing that sounds ridiculous but (laughs) but i have i i I, i'll be honest i have one pair of briefs Mm. The only time I wear them is when I'm going flying. And um, that's because boxer briefs, you know, they run a little bit down. They go Mm -hmm. a little, Mm -hmm. they tend to ride up when you're in that seat for a while. Briefs don't ride up. There's nothing to ride. Um, And and never anymore. I'm I'm so happy I asked. Well, it's funny you asked me that (laughs) because I asked, I asked Frankie Manning the same question the first time I met him. I know. That's why I asked. Oh, you suck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you. but go. <laughs> so, for those who don't know the um, that story, you want to share? Uh, I was suckered into that. I'm not sharing. You share. <laughs> I was suckered. Into that. How did you hear that? Well, you must have heard me tell it at a. Um, I told yeah. it at his memorial. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember where I got it, but I did know that as soon as I decided I was going to have you on the show, I was like, that's, <laughs> that's something I'm going to ask this man. <laughs> I got to be less reactionary and think for a moment. No, I, I, I told that story at his memorial. The first time I met Frankie, I was working Yehudi.com. Well, not working at Yehudi. It was my website, but mm-hmm. I wanted to interview him. So I went into the, it was a Sandra, Dan- Sandra Cameron dance studio. Uh-huh. Um, and he, I, he was teaching there, and he was in the locker room, you know, the men's dressing room, not locker room, men's dressing room. And I, I walked in, my little tape recorder. I was gonna be the, I was gonna be the interviewer that was like not like any other interviewer, right? I was like, oh, oh the yeah. young intrepid reporter. Yeah, right. I was like, I'm gonna be different, right? <laughs> not realizing I'm already different. Everyone's different and unique, but yeah. you know. And I asked him, I said, uh, Mr. Manning, can I? Uh, and he said, Frankie. That's when I said, Mr. Manning, he said, Frankie, like, mm. okay. And I said, uh, can I ask you some interview questions? He's like, sure, sure. And the first one was boxers or briefs. <laughs> and 
I forgot what he said. I have to go um, look at the video again. What did he say? Uh, from what I remember, like you, uh, he he just rolled with it. Oh, here's what he said. He said, "Well, if it's a if it's a girl, then it's briefs. If it's a fella, then it's boxers." And I went, <laughs> "Wow, that's an interesting different." <laughs> like, okay. How old was he at this point? Oh boy, that is a good question. So this was at okay. Everyone else can do the math. This was on 90, 98, 1998. Mm. Okay. Um, and he died in 2009. Um, so 11 years younger than his death age, which was 90 something. That's it. That's the math I know. Mm. So, I mean, this is, this is a dumb question and I apologize for asking it in advance. Um hmm. And for those in the Lindy Hop and Swing community, you know, it, it's a very stupid question. But for those in more of the modern scenes who don't really know a lot of the roots of where a lot of their dances come from, who was Frankie Manning? It's not a dumb question. Because um, Frankie, yeah, it's a... No, it's not a dumb question. Like, that's well, like I mean, asking. It's, it, depending on context, you know, like swing people like already know, right? But, yeah. you know, for, for those who weren't raised in that, wouldn't. So it's just depending on the context. But yeah, sorry, go on. Frankie was um, and is uh, the uh, Lindy Hop ambassador. He was a dancer that um, started up in the, you know, got popular in the Savoy Ballroom in, in, in Harlem. And he was uh, in innovative in that he created the first air step. Um, <clears throat> he wouldn't call them aerials. He would call them air step because they have to happen in time with the music, right? They just don't, you just don't do it just because. It's not um, just a maneuver. No, it's not just a maneuver. It's actually an air step. And uh, he, you know, danced with Whitey's um, Lindy Hoppers, which is a name that sounds weird to young folks, but <laughs> it was Herbert White. His name was Herbert White, and he uh, formed this group of amazing dancers in the Savoy Ballroom. And Frankie was not only one of them, he, he, he moved on to start leading them, and he choreographed a ton of stuff. He's responsible for a lot of stuff like the Airstep. And uh, he, uh, he's just one of the, like I said, he's one of the innovators in the Lindy Hop. He's He's the, I wouldn't even say he's the Michael Jordan of Lindy Hop because if Michael Jordan invented dancing, I mean, mm -hmm. invented basketball, then that would be an appropriate um, comparison. <laughs> but, yeah. And, and Dr. Charles Naismith like couldn't ball at all. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Was it James? I don't, whatever. <laughs> womp womp. Um, but yeah, Frankie, Frankie, now Frankie didn't invent Lindy Hop, but Frankie was was such an innovator that he uh, kind of, he transcended it. And mm -hmm. um, later in his life, he, he went to the, when, when, you know, the war happened and, and all the dancing kind of disappeared and also was replaced by like, you know, um, rock and roll and then jazz, non-danceable jazz music. Um, mm -hmm. His work in the dance world kind of ceased. So he uh, decided to, make a paycheck and work at the post office where he worked for 30 years. Damn. Um, yeah. And then uh, he, there was a revival of swing in the, in the, I think in the mid eighties. Um, and uh, later he was discovered by some dancers and, you know, uh, he got, a, he, he found a second wind in teaching and performing Lindy hop. And he was, uh, that's why we call him the ambassador to swing because he, he, he was introducing a whole new generation of, of people to the Lindy hop and the mm -hmm. camp you mentioned, so harangue, harangue dance camp, you know, um, they were so influenced by Frankie and his peers um, that they would bring over, uh, uh, you know, the, the Frankie level people, including Frankie. And he, they, they brought Frankie over so much to teach, that they ended up using him as he's kind of like the, the headpiece of, of harangue dance camp from now oh, yeah. on forever. Yeah. As he should be. 
Frankie, one other thing about Frankie is he, he, I, I was lucky enough to know him a little bit. And, um, um, he, I was in his class, his little private friends only class in New York. I was very happy to finally make it in there. Um, and we used to have interesting discussions on the way home because I lived in Queens. He also lived in Queens. <clears throat> so he would drive me home. And that's always my, my, uh, I, I cherish those times where I'm just sitting there in awe of an amazing fucking dancer and I'm, <laughs> I'm being driven home by him. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm getting out of the car. He's like, all right, take it easy, man. And drives away. I'm like, Oh my God, that was freaking man. <laughs> so how did you get like you, you mentioned that you got involved with swing dancing with the Lindy hop. Uh, during the revival, what yeah. led you to that? Like, were you dancing before that, or no. was this just your first exposure to dance? Period. It wasn't my first exposure to dance because my family danced. Um, mm-hmm. um, primarily African American family. If no one has ever seen me. I'm African American. Okay, so I'll just let you know that. Oh, they're gonna um, get a big <laughs> picture on the on the episode <laughs> cover. So yeah. Okay. I mean, because I typically sound like a white dude, but that's cool. I'm black. Um, and he's uh, proud, damn it. I'm black and I'm proud. Um, but I was so into my joke, I forgot what the question was. Oh, how did I get into? Um, it was it was just some. It's <laughs> the stupidest thing. Some friends of mine were going to take a free swing class at a ballroom. Okay. And I was on the I was on the phone with one of them. They're like, I was like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, we're gonna go. To dance Manhattan, and we're gonna do uh, dance Manhattan. What is that? Oh, it's a, it's a. They teach swing and salsa and stuff. We're gonna take a free class, and I said, "Oh, can can I come?" <laughs> That's basically it, Rob. It's it's nothing more than that. And and I ended up taking the class, and I ended up taking ironically, not ironically, but weirdly enough, the class was swing, but it was West Coast swing. Oh no. Don't you, oh, say it ain't so, man. Don't you dare say, oh, no. Because oh. you're going to piss off West Coast Swing Dancers. Actually. That's okay. They don't listen to this show. No, they don't listen to the show anyway. But <laughs> but I did do West Coast Swing for like three months there. Okay. Um, it took me about two months to realize this is not what I was. I don't think this is right. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. You say that and I make that 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 comment. But that's essentially my entrance into hip hop and and the street dance community wasn't through anything um, actually connected to the foundation. It was bastardized street jazz in a studio taught by white ladies in Iowa. So like it took me a little longer because I was a little younger. Right. Right. I was like 13, 14. I was like learning how to dance. right? Right. After a little while, I'm like, something is not right here right this is this is not this is not it's just not it's weird it's weird right because yeah i was gonna ask you how long like how long did how long rob did it take for you to go wait a minute um well it took me about a year actually because i was just like so so in my shell period like i being able to talk to people in general was like a big hurdle for me. Making friends was a hurdle. So like I was very insulated, but I knew Uh at, you know, after going to a couple like middle school dances that I was like, I want to learn how to dance. And then I get into high school and I'm like, that's it. I'm going to do it. You know, Uh and I I just find some places that offered it because I thought Uh that's what you did. And, you know, around this time we're talking like early two thousands. So there's not a lot of, you know, in Iowa, especially there's not, a lot of exposure to like the real aside from like, you'll see some stuff in music videos, but even then that's hit or miss Mm. depending, depending on who they got, you know? Um, So it it took me a while as a kid, but it it was eventually I just realized it's like, this is, there's no way people are doing this in a club, you know? (laughs) And even then, like it took me until like college and like, um, cause I, I screwed around on my own for a while and it wasn't until I moved to Japan and like got into Japanese culture and their preservationists wow. with everything that I got exposed to anything even remotely real, but it How took, about- it took me forever, forever, uh, to, to stop looking like I was battling a girl when I was dancing with her. <laughs> 
I was, it was the whitest thing you ever saw. But um, I'm hey, sorry, I cut you off. You had a question. No, no. I, well, I, I know this is not your interview, but I, I have, we talked about you going to Japan, right? Oh, I think we must <laughs> have. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's weird the the roundabout way that you you come to things, but you yeah, you I, were doing West Coast Swing. And... So so it, it, check check this out. This is why I like this medium right now. So here's my introduction, right? Because I'll admit I did it didn't take me that long. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rob. <laughs> I should hope not. <laughs> but it but class number one, class number one, right? Okay. They teach us a triple step. Which I'm like, okay, but it's 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 not a syncopated triple step. It's step step triple step triple step, which is not really a triple step. That's not a triple step at all. No, it's step three times. <laughs> oh man! And, they, and check this out, Rob. This is great. So they did this exactly. That. Okay, we're gonna try it now, and we're gonna put on music, and here we go. Wait, what? Rob, yeah. this is what happened. Five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, and four. And I'm like, what the? What the, <laughs> what the is going on here? My, Rob, my whole world of, of my world of blackness was like, wait a minute. Yeah. All there the, is something wrong. All the ancestors, like in your soul, <laughs> just rose up in that moment and said, no, no, son. <laughs> This is not the way. Um, so, so I, I, I was like, yeah, this is, this is Robbie Neville. This is Say Live V. I don't, I don't know if this is right, but this doesn't feel right. Yeah, there's no way this can be right. So I, because I remember messing around. Now, I used to do music. I used to, I used to, I, I was in a, I was in a rap band, right? But. Not really, but kind of, yes. Love it, yes. And it was called Sense of Rhythm. Okay. And we did hip-hop and R&B. All right. And I was the keyboardist and stuff. And one day I was sitting around, playing around, playing with my keyboards and stuff. And I, uh, I, I found this song. And this is, this, is, this is, Rob, this is prior to that moment, okay? okay. I'm, I'm flashbacking to what I recognized as, and I didn't identify as swing, but it sounded different. And it was this song here. Mm. Right? Yep. That beat. Right? Oh, yeah. I got, it, I got as far as that first part, right? Uh-huh. And I sampled it. And I threw it on my keyboard. And I'm just like, dun, 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 dun. And I'm just looping it, looping it, looping it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this makes me feel so weird and good. Yeah. Right? How so, can it not? How can it not? Yeah. I mean, it's Gene Krupa on drums just killing it. Mm. And so the song, if the audience doesn't know, it's Sing, 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 Benny Goodman. Um, it's, it's one of the songs. You've probably heard the song before. So it's, it's one of those songs that swing dancers kind of want to hate, but it's kind of gotten a revival. So it's now it's cool. But at that moment, I was like, wow, this is weird. I want more of this. I don't know what it is. I can't identify it. I can't. I don't know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So then later when I was in a dance class <laughs> and they played C'est La Vie, mm. you know, and I'm like, I'm like, this is not it. This is not it. It's like, nope. no, that's not with the way it goes. Sorry. <laughs> so, so later, like three months went by and I said, I think I was like you, Rob, any dance, I'll take it right now. Yeah. Right. Teach me. I, I, I want to learn how to learn this stuff. Yeah. Three months down the road, I I'm leaving the class. And I remember it was, it was with the guy I co-founded Yehudi.com with his name is Frank Delario. We were both taking classes and we looked over in this little private room and we saw uh, two black girls, mm-hmm. two black women mm-hmm. uh, teaching a couple of uh Guys, we don't even know. Who cares what the guys look like? We were like, <laughs> you know. And uh, one of them was Janice Wilson. Okay. And she was a teacher at Dance Manhattan. And, and, and we were like, oh, wow. And my, my buddy Frank was like, oh, they're doing the Lindy Hop. And I went, Lindy Hop? Yeah, they're, I think that's what we want to be doing. 
I said, okay, the next month I signed up for Lindy Hop classes and haven't looked back. Like, mm. that was it. I, I, I finally realized, you know, where the swing actually was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't really matter how you get there, really, you know, as so long as you get there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, a lot of people don't include Lindy Hop or vernacular jazz as street dance. Right. And that's like from the street the, dance community? From the street dance community, yes. Okay. Like Which you know I don't Yeah. Yeah. Well that's that's part of why we have the discussion. So, you know, and and it's it's crazy to me because like this a lot of the 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 dances that we do in the modern street dance community like have roots in vintage street dance, what I call vintage street dance, so vernacular jazz, Lindy Hop, um stuff like that. So um, I guess essentially as, as somebody who is, you know, in the vintage street dance community, uh, as a right. black man in the street dance community, right. um, like, what is your view regarding that? Um, so it sounds like you're asking me about the, 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 the okay. So here's what I'm hearing. The masses that come in to learn the dance don't necessarily acknowledge the past mm. is that kind of it yeah yeah i mean that, i think that's a good way of putting that okay so here's my take on it and it may be different for everybody you interview oh it should be okay everybody's got their own um, view. yeah as long as it as long as it matches mine it's fine um <laughs> so when i first got into this dance i just wanted to dance i wanted to learn steps yeah, I wanted to learn. I wanted nothing but what I could learn now. Give it to me now. Let me practice it, execute it. And Rob, even music didn't make make a fucking matter to me. Yeah, like, like it really it did ultimately because I'm I'm a musical person. I'm a musician and I'm all that stuff. But in the context of oh my god, this is a puzzle that I have to work out with a partner. I was I were I was overtaken with the puzzle aspect of it mm. and the steps aspect of it. I mean, if you saw if you a back Charleston blew my mind. Mm. Like a couple doing Charleston tandem together with one back to the other just blew my freaking mind. So I was like, teach me that. I need to learn that. Now, um, for me, it was less about any of the discovery of it. In fact, uh, my friend Frank and I, we knew who Frankie Manning was, but we never saw a picture of him. We never actually seeked out a picture of him. And any black man we walked we, any black man that like walked past us in the street, mm -hmm. we would look at him and go, Hey, look, it's Frankie Manning. Cause we didn't know. Oh we, my we, God. Wanted to, I mean, we were, it's a, it's a, it's a joke. Yeah. But, yeah. No, uh, I know. I know. I'm... Between friends yeah, don't yeah. write Rob and be <laughs> mad at him because he had a racist <laughs> street dancer on. Um, um, but at that moment, nothing but the dance mattered. Now I feel like a lot of dancers come into these dances going, oh, that topical stuff looks cool. I want to learn that topical stuff. Yeah. Right? I want to learn that cool stuff. Just teach me the cool stuff. And I feel like the ones who make it and become true artists and true and not just copiers actually start to go, okay, I'm going to deconstruct this and make it my own. Uh, I need to learn a little more. I need to go beyond my teachers and go to their teachers. Hmm. And then go to their teachers. And then that's, that's where I was. At a certain point, I had kind of exhausted all the teachers. And I kept going back and back and back. And that's when I discovered Frankie. Um, and I, I had to get in his class because I needed to learn what he knew. And I needed to learn, you know. But between Frankie and, and say, Janice was a lot of teachers. It was Ryan Francois. It was uh, Paul Grecky. It was, uh, um, um, who else can I name? Oh, my God. Ellen Iannucci and it was uh it was it was the Harlem rhythm hotshots not mm. the Harlem hotshots at the time um all the way back to the older guys so uh long story short I think the dancers who make it like Rob you are you are one of those people who started at the topical stuff and dug deep to get to the, the nitty-gritty and to get to the history and that's why we have a podcast right now where you're talking to people about this stuff Trying. So, trying, yeah. Well, no, you're, you're doing a great job. You're doing, you're doing a great job, Rob, okay? 
as I used to tell my students, always give positive feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully after this, you'll, you'll listen to an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If my, uh, my kids let me sit for five minutes. Um, But I think that, you know, I, I give people a break a little bit when they're first into when they're first into a thing, you, mm-hmm. you just want the thing. And then later, if you really dive deep and I think that's why I say the, the people who last the A level teachers, you know, right before the pandemic and even moving forward through the pandemic, the A level teachers all have the history. They all know the history. They can regurgitate the history because mm-hmm. they stick it out. The people who kind of come into a dance, whether it's my dance, you know, Lindy Hop, whatever, salsa, whatever. If they get three months out of it and they find a date and then they leave the dance. Well, it was a means to an end. They just wanted to find a date or at least be social. Mm-hmm. But the heavy hitters, I think, will discover the history. Mm. I gotcha. I don't is- and I, I'm saying I don't see it as a lack of respect per se. I think it's a level a lack of respect if you're in the game for like years and you just don't. You know, I feel like you're missing out on, you know, everybody thought that Michael Jackson invented the moonwalk. No. Yeah. No. And Michael didn't go back and see Bill Bojangles Robinson doing it. Michael's teachers saw him doing it and taught Michael what they were doing. Mm. Michael just made it popular, right? So Michael yeah. loved it. Michael lucked out because he caught the step, but he could have, if he did a little discovery, he would have found it on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a but it, it just depends like, you know, cause we, we have a lot of that, as you mentioned, people enter, um, for example, Chicago footwork. Uh, when I was teaching Chicago footwork classes, people would come in half the time just looking for a workout because it's yeah. pretty ballistic, you know? Um, and that's that's cool and all but it's i guess my my particular mind frame around this whole thing is comes from the fact that i am one of like the first few white people to do this particular style right okay. and so you know, you know i didn't even know you were white are you really white i promise you yeah no, no. You, I swear to God, we've had this discussion. I, Rob, I reject your reality and substitute my own. <laughs> you know, Tasha says the same thing. <laughs> Every time I bring it up, she's like, quit lying. You and Peter Strom, not white. But go ahead, finish your... Um... All right, well, for everyone listening, white as hell. But um, I, with Chicago Footwork, for example, like the, a lot of the originators are still around, you know? Um, the dance is only 35, almost 40 years old. So there are a lot of people that like came up with these steps that are still, you know, literally kicking and, and, and breathing and shit, but like they never made a dime off of it, mm. you know? And when I got initiated into my crew, my, my mentor was very much like, you realize that like, you are about to undertake this thing, you know, mm. you are, you are joining this culture. You're going to make money off of something that like, a lot of black folk like, you know, mm. bled, bled for, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that, that have opinions about me doing the dance and I'm not saying they're wrong, you know? Okay. Um, all I can say is like, I feel it is a matter of respect. And, you know, if you're trying to get a date, like there's so many ways of getting a date that don't involve like black cultural creations. There's so many ways of socializing that don't do that. And yeah, we but- have, we have, we have, I'll, I'll let you finish this. Sorry. One second. Um, we have like white dancers and like, I just saw a white B-boy go online like two weeks ago and say, dancing is just about fun. But, 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 but like, and you stop trying to like dictate how people enjoy things and this and that. It's like, dude, like you've made an entire career off of like another culture. And now you're going to dictate how people should like, Mm-hmm. Do it when you're you're a guest. I'm a guest. We're fucking guests, you know. Mm-hmm. Like and people, I I understand. Like people that don't have to deal with any sort of systemic oppression who get into these art forms start bitching about politics in the dance. And I'm like, listen, like if you don't want politics in your dance, like go dance the polka. Like that is straight <laughs> up apolitical, man. You know, but. 
a lot of people gave up a lot for us to be able to do this. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it just, that's, that's how it rubs me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm look, I think we're on the same side of the fence right now. I just, uh, I don't approach it. it. I just approach it a little less. I approach it from the direction of, maybe I'm, maybe I'm an optimist, but I approach mm-hmm. it from the direction of um, if, if you are, if you, if you want to, you're welcome in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to say, when you said there are other ways to meet, you know, the hookup and the, but, 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 but dancing is such a great way to just be able to have access to many people, mm-hmm. um, you know, quicker than um, a lot of, you know, speed dating or whatever. It's just a great way to just physically be with people. Mm. Um, I remember what you, that's like. <laughs> in the before four time yeah yeah um sorry i just remembered a silly story that someone uh that was a silly story that i was whatever anyway um if you come into the dance if you see it and if you're interested you're welcome in come on in check it out mm-hmm. um um be careful about you know I'd like to say a little knowledge is dangerous. Be careful if you want to start dictating what you feel should be the rules of the house. Mm. And uh, if you don't want to pick up the family album and look through it, that's fine with me. Um, just with any with any historical creative form. Um, I agree with you, Rob. Some cat showing up being like, it's only about this. You should be like, dude really no um but i i i i don't expect anybody to come into lindy hop just saying i need a book to read i need to read marshall stern's jazz right now because i need <laughs> no they're not going to do that they're not going to they're going to like i said their discovery through it and with teachers like you right their discovery through it should be guided to a place of respect mm. um this avoy was an interracial dance um, hall, ballroom. Um, no one was, no one was refused to come in based on race, mm. and they didn't just do Lindy. They did everything. They did they did different dances, you know. They did, they did Hispanic dances. They did all kinds of things. Yeah. So everyone was welcome into the house. Um, some people left and went about their lives. Some people stayed forever. So, yeah, and I'm not saying like I want to be clear. I'm not saying that like you know any newcomer to the the dance needs to like you know read read fucking right, volumes. Read but yeah. I think it's one of those things like the longer you stay in it, um, and the further up you go, if you're not if you're not getting that knowledge, if you're not like you know learning about the house that you're a guest in, yeah, like that's just disrespectful and like you don't and especially it's it's especially like the big offenders are the ones that are like the the teachers and leaders of the scene who you know you know think they built the house you know yeah well i i definitely know some some of those people um a lot of them don't come from the united states where we talk specifically about the lindy hop Mm. um, where they think they just showed up and then stuff started happening once they started dancing and moving forward. Um, yeah. But some of them who don't come from the United States also, like I will, I will say like, I'll name names like Remy, Remy Kwakwame. Mm-hmm. I messed up his last name. Um, Remy is not from the United States and he doesn't owe anything to Lindy Hop, but he still has a, a, a reverence. He still has a respect. Mm-hmm. He does his own thing but he still has it deep in his heart, like where it's like, this is not mine. I am embodying it right now and I'm passing it along. He's mm-hmm. got the right frame of mind when it comes to doing, becoming an ambassador of the dance and, 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 and uh, you know, he's got it right. Right. I can, I um, can get behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting dance that you have to uh, dance, quote unquote. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I don't want. Here's the thing, too. I don't want like white teachers to be like, I can't, I can't dance this anymore because my my ancestors didn't struggle. 
No, like, I don't want that. No, see, this is the thing with that, right? Like, again, with, uh, what specifically from my my per, um, personal uh, history, um, when I had when I teach, like, primarily, I'm teaching to white people, you know, and I make a point yeah. of like talking about it, right? Um, and I I do bring up the metaphor of the guest, right? And yeah. I say like that doesn't. It, just because we are guests does not mean we can't become good and it doesn't mean we can't become great. And it doesn't mean we <laughs> right. can't, it doesn't mean we can't contribute and, and help the art grow. Right. Right. It just means we need to know whose house we're in. We need to know whose table we're sitting at and whose right. meal we're sharing, you know? And eventually as a guest, like if you're tight with that family, like you can become adopted, you know, but you should never ever forget like what that means. Yeah. You know, so uh, for the for the white teachers who think that they can't do the dance or teach a dance or this and that because they're white, like, no, nah, I absolutely disagree with that. Uh, but it just means that, like, we I I feel we have different responsibilities. Right. That's all. Yeah. Agreed. It's well, well said. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, believe me, I've had years to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> But that said, you were actually um, in the first performance I ever witnessed of an all-black Lindy Hop group. Um, called yeah, how Hella, crazy is that? Hella Black Lindy Hop. Hella so, Black. I got I to gotta thank, um, you had Latasha on here. I also got to check um, Joshua. Oh, I'm trying to get Josh on here. Oh, man, you got to get Josh on there. That boy, oh, my God, he's gone through so much. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like, Yeah. He's had I mean, an interesting life. Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's that kind of adds fuel. But at the same time, like I absolutely respect, I, I you know, I respect the struggle. But regardless, yeah. like he's an amazing dancer. I've uh, battled him a couple times. I've like danced with him a couple times. Like really cool dude. But yeah, y'all were in that group together with Sarah, with uh, Annalisa. Oh God, who else was on that group? Well, Kyle and Alexis, the girl, the up and coming. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But that was amazing for me to watch um, because it was in Houston, that performance. Um, and I, I've talked about this on Tasha's interview, too. But uh, I just kind of I, I, I got to hear you guys before you went on um, in the circle talking about how like most of you thought never thought you'd be in a position where you'd be in an all black Lindy Hop group and, and doing this dance together. So what was what was that like for you personally? It was, was it weird because. It was, so right, it wasn't like I was sitting around in, you know, 2000, 2001 going, man, I ain't never going to get in no black group. Damn. <laughs> man. Uh, Mr. Smith, can you please come out and teach? Yeah, I'll come out and teach. Damn. <laughs> All right. Come on. Five, six, seven, eight. Right. It wasn't like that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but God, I hope not. That's, <laughs> that's, that's um, going to haunt my dreams for a bit. <laughs> Go on. Uh, especially because somebody in that little scenario called me Mr. Smith, which was ridiculous because no one's ever done that. Oh, no. Um, it was it was just the realization when it happened. Mm-hmm. When you look around and go, oh, my God, how. How did we get so many. Um, you know, African-Americans who who are in this group like. <laughs> Mm. Like you said, you're usually teaching to you know white people, or, or or here in the Bay Area, I'm usually teaching to to white and Asian people. Mm. Um, so I think when we were all standing around, I mean, it was obviously by design, you know, by um, Josh and Latasha and stuff like that. It was by design to do that. Actually, yeah. also um, by Tina Morales, who we can't we can't let Tina slip out of this. Shout out to Tina Morales because because Tina's kind of the uh, secret scientist behind the whole all black, um, you know, ensemble for Lindy Hop. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was just like, oh, wow, look around. Oh, okay, cool. And it wasn't like, yay, we're going to rise up and destroy everyone. It was like, oh, oh, cool. Some, some, some brothers and sisters who are really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you do, did Latasha tell you that that was, that group is kind of orchestrated because of the uh, ISDC, um, International Swing Dance Championships. Uh, she did mention the ISDC. 
but I don't think she went into detail. Well, I don't need to go into detail either, but basically ISDC is Tina Morales's um, dance event that is primarily focused or primarily has African-Americans and uh, people of color. Let me just put it that way, people of color, um, because the music that is played there is uh, um, R&B, soul, um, so the majority of the people there are going to be of color, black, African-American, you know, uh, Hispanic, what have you. And uh, it's not, there's no Lindy there. Well, there wasn't. There, there, there is now because Tina had an idea that she wanted to introduce. Tina is a, was, a, you know, an extremely uh, amazing dance, amazing dancer, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and a terrific person, a terrific event organizer, just amazing, like, She's like Aunt Tina to me. And I think I'm older than her. No, she's older than me, so I'm good. <laughs> um, and she wanted to introduce, quote unquote, this huge crowd of, you know, black dancers to a dance she also loved, which is Lindy Hop. Yeah. So she wanted to get together. But in order to do it, she didn't necessarily, and you got to understand, you got to understand black Dancers don't, on the whole, don't don't look to chastise people or to out them or to, you know, it it it, it in terms of of ISDC's crowd, they just mm-hmm. want to dance. Mm-hmm. Can, can you dance? That's all I need to know is can you dance? Then get your ass on the floor and dance with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tina still said, okay, I want to introduce Lindy Hop, but I don't want to bring out the top Lindy Hoppers who are all white and Swedish and Asian yeah. at a primarily black dance. You gotta understand, she says, I need to get, you know, my, uh, the African-Americans who are good at this dance to come out and show where it's from. Yeah. That's just the way it happened. Uh, she, she got, I think, uh, Josh and, uh, and uh, Latasha to just scour. And then my name came up. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Decker Facebooked me and was like, hey, you want to do, do this thing with me for Hella Black? And I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not. I'm out. She's like, no, but it'll be fun. I go, okay, I'll, with you, it's going to be fun, so I'll do it. Yeah. Mm. I think so, you were a big selling, uh, selling point for her as well, like when you agreed to do it. I think that's what really confirmed it for her. So. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. She's, 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 fun. she's fun. Not to give away secrets or anything, but... I ain't, ain't no secrets. Sarah loves me. Yeah, she doesn't listen to this show anyway. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it was... Uh, man, I had something. You, you'd said something that, like, fired off a question in my head, and now I've, like, lost it. Damn. Mm. Mm. Here, I'll help you bring it back. Okay, sorry. Don't you ever, <laughs> ever you you come on to my show. You bring I'm, that now. <laughs> I'm having nightmares oh. from Say La Vie. Come on. Oh, hey. Oh, yeah. No. Speaking of Sarah, actually, I remember um, y'all having a discussion before before that performance, before the first performance at uh, the ISDC, where you had just off. You you were commenting about teaching. And you were you two were having a talk about huh. uh, teaching to counts as opposed to not, and you were hella opposed. Okay, okay. Where was I? You got it. So you got it. <laughs> what was my opinion at the time? Because it may have changed. Because it was like you were like talking about more. Was it vocalizing rhythms as opposed to like doing strict number counts because the number counts don't always match up. I was, I, that's what I said? Something like that. Okay. So I'll tell you where I am now, because I do remember my, my opinion changed a little bit based on that. Okay. My original argument was, well, you, ha- well, you should use numbers because it, when you're a musician, um, you use quarter notes, eighths notes, 16th mm-hmm. notes, you use time signatures, use that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, to teach. But that's not actually the case. That's for me now. It's different. You do use eighth notes, quarter notes, sixteenth notes, but that's when you want to transcribe a creative output. Okay. And you want to pass them along to other people. You need a codified set of 
rules and language to pass that on. That does not mean that when I'm trying to teach someone how to play the piano, I'm going to put a sheet of Beethoven in front of them and we're going to hit the notes like that. All right. So uh, what I mean by that is like, um, I'm going to throw away the analogy of just because a musician uses, you know, musical notes, uh, that doesn't mean for me to teach you to dance, I have to go five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. What I really should be doing. Now, I think that's some that that's something that should be in your vocabulary. You should you should be able to say, look, okay, on the eight, or on the one, or on the whatever. Mm-hmm. Students should be understood. That's the thing. But when you're teaching, you really we're teaching dance, so you you should use a a rhythm, not necessarily numbers. You can, uh, ah, ah, shipa, ooh. Uh, but that, because when you do that, you're actually creating music, mm. and you're getting the the beginning students' minds out of this number system into a rhythm system. Mm. Okay, so if I if I were like you know oh it's on three, then your brain automatically goes okay three is a number three is math math <laughs> is not terribly creative in in its rawest form math is not a creative thing it's a it's a structural objective thing mm. you can make math creative yes um so a one a two you know what to do was my favorite count from frankie because not only did he give you the numbers but he gave you a song he gave mm. you could do could do and that's like you're you're baking in a rhythm now Within yeah. a structure, within a structure. Okay. I dig it. That's where I am now. If you're going to teach dance, try to stay away. If you're going to teach dance, especially beginners, try and stay away from numbers. Unless mm. you're specifically kind of trying to do something or, 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 or you have a musician in the class who wants to learn too. Like, mm. right. And they, that's the way, but, but just stay away from them until you get to level three. <laughs> Well, it's funny too because like it's it's crazy how a lot of the basic knowledge is really important at advanced levels. So, for what I mean is, like uh, Archie Burnett, who I quote almost every episode on this damn show. Um, he's one of my mentors. He's uh, a, an amazing dancer in the New York club scene. So he he's uh, a state like he's the grandfather of the house of ninja of oging house um he does whacking house dance all that but he will talk about the importance of um like becoming an instrument and my mentor king charles will say the same thing like you know you have to treat yourself as the instrument you are the next line in this song right you know and it's really hard to do that when you are you know, fucking moving around the floor doing equations. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's actually, that leads me into um, speaking of math. I recently did the math and realized that last night, as of yesterday, it was five years to the night since uh, I learned my first swing out. Oh, wow. And, th- and that was Sarah Deckard who taught me that. Like we were just at this, uh, um, the Turnbrine in Denver. She, you know, I was, I was in town teaching uh, Chicago footwork and she just brought me to this thing and she's like hey you want to learn I was like fuck yeah I do yeah. um so yeah and and since then like you know my my knowledge never really grew past like a lot of the basic foundation that I got um you know going to harangue and you know the the occasional uh events that I'd go to with Sarah and all that um so I I find myself now wanting to go deeper um but a lot of the options that I have before me right now feel a little weird because it's just like a lot of teachers and this is not to shame anyone. This is not to throw anyone under the bus. There are amazing teachers all over this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them do like it, it, it just feels very mathematic. It feels very like rigid, rigid and patterned. And I know there's a use for that, but there's a certain time where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going across the floor with what I learned you know, trying to dance with somebody and half the time I'm just throwing it out because I'm like, man, skip this shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I'm, I, 
being in my head is is a a problem I've had forever, and and sometimes it feels like these things just make it worse. So, mm-hmm. uh, my question is, if somebody wanted to get involved and and learn these dances today, like let's say they didn't have any foundation at all, like how would you recommend going about it? Hmm. Well, I mean, the first recommendation has got to be go find find a community that's doing it mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, I, w- I, I don't want to say go find a dance school that's teaching it. No, mm. I want to say find the community that's doing it. Find out by hook or by crook, where is the, the raw of the community? Where are the dances that are happening? And then from there, um, go to one and take a look, just sit and watch. I used to go to swing 46 um, and Swing 46 was on Restaurant Row in New York back in the mm-hmm. um, late 90s. And that was the mecca of, of Lindy Hop and swing dancing there. I used to go and just watch, just watch. I would never get on the floor because I couldn't do it, but I was just watch. Um, mm-hmm. Where I learned where the dance, where the teachers were, right? So, um, you know, a big mistake you might make is go to a local dance school and look and see if there's a dance lesson on the thing. I think that's the backwards way because you might end up in a class that is garbage, <laughs> can confirm right so uh you need to f- you need to seek out the community first and then let the community lead you now they may still lead you to garbage but generally speaking you'll have a better better chance of getting a higher level teacher um even if you find somebody there who's a teacher and you just like how they dance you say, well or do you teach oh yeah i teach over mm-hmm. at such and such uh yeah, okay i'm interested but you know boom there you go uh, um and then um you know, you really can't control how they teach if they're using. No, of course not. Yeah, if they're. <laughs> My dance is done in seven. What do you mean seven? One, two, three, and four, five, six, seven. One, two, three. <laughs> no, that's not seven. Um, that's a isn't that an Arthur Murray joke? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, that's like that's like the only real advice I can give for a beginner person who wants to learn. Find. Find find the community, and then they will lead you to where you can. Also, there are people who don't want to go to a dance class. Mm. So if you find the community, maybe you might pick a step up at the dance. There you go. Right back in the day, what did they do? Back in Harlem, they didn't say, "Oh, go to go to you know uh, Whitey's dance studio." They just spent a ton of time on the dance floor. Mm. So there's that. I mean, you know, you could you could learn jazz piano through classical or you can just sit on the piano and just figure it out. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Depends on the person. That's solid. And um, one uh, one of the last things, um, Sarah showed me a video uh, that you'd posted Uh-oh. of you teaching your son um, music. Well, you were specifically like you were playing beats for him. <laughs> the beatbox video. Yeah, yeah. Was so, that, oh no, no um, it was. Um, it was. I think it was Skylar. It was my younger. Mm-hmm. And I was. Was I playing samples from music or whatever? Yes, you were. Yes, you were. That, that was the one. That was the sample lesson. Yeah. Where's so this? Is, is that is that a common occurrence in your house now? As they're getting older, um, I got it. Yeah, it is because I'm me. Like I, I both my both my both my kids walk around the house beatboxing. Um, no way. Yeah, like subconsciously they're like because I do that, um, uh-huh. and there isn't a hell of a lot of dancing going on in the house, like. Like not oh, that's that's not true. There's a hell of a lot of like structured dance or like Lindy Hop. Like Micah, who's my older one, who, mm. he knows Dad does Lindy Hop, but he doesn't. Not yet. He's so busy doing the what's this Orange Justice? Oh no, he's <laughs> calling it that. I don't know what it's called. What is, is it? Oh hell no, no. I mean that's okay. He's so doing- that's uh, that's a whole other. Uh, um, that's a whole other thing because that he's doing the Fortnite dances Fortnite and Fort Fortnite t- like just stole those dances yeah. from like they're, they're black cultural creations and they just gave them new names yeah yeah and so everybody in the modern 
like street dance world is man fuck that game like <laughs> fuck those developers <laughs> fuck this shit like that's not what it's called <laughs> but you know they doing what they're exposed to but but yeah 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 as as far as like music and stuff um yeah my younger one is going to be my younger one's got such good rhythm it's not even funny so he apparently got that from his mom <laughs> <laughs> I'm still struggling. Well, lucky you. You're married up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were supposed to do, right? <laughs> Ideally. Oh, well, cool, man. So um, I guess my final question is in regards to, since we're on the topic of your kids, what kind of legacy would you like to leave for them? Oh, boy. I don't know. I think, I think hopefully both my kids understand empathy and kindness. I, I, and like, I, I'm joking. I was joking the first time, but I'm serious. Their mom really has a lot of that uh, mm. empathy and kindness. I, I get a little hot on the collar sometimes because I have two boys. I'm like, get in your room. What'd you do? But at the same time, I'm the one that plays a lot and, and, shares technology and shared music um what kind of legacy do i want to leave i definitely i don't have my older my older boy is the most empathetic wonderful smart kid in the world and my younger one is coming along (laughs) (laughs) but my younger one is like crazy super super smart like Mm. scary smart um oh no um, but I, you know, I want them to remember, pop. I, I, Rob, at some point I want both of them to be like, pull out some old videos of dad and be like, what was that thing he was doing? Now, I don't want to be at this point, but I want them to say some old videos. Dad, what is that thing you're doing? Oh, it's a Lindy Hop. It's really fun. We should, uh, we should learn it sometime. You know, I don't want to push. Mm. Them. Um, mm-hmm. I want them to kind of discover how fun it is. You know, me and uh, I met. I met Karen, my wife. I met her dancing. We, you know, uh, no way. Yeah, we met on the Freedom of Dancing. So, um, I'm hoping. Wow. You know, they at least they get a little bit from me. You know, I don't. I'm not that prevalent in the swing dance community anymore. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a dad now, and I'm I'm also running a a production studio, but. At the same time, I just after, just before this podcast, I was recording a Hey Mr. Jesse podcast, which is our oh, our swing dance podcast. It's mostly music. We've been doing that for we did one hundred and seventy one sh- one shows, one show a month for the past fifteen years or something like that. Yeah. Wow. So, All right. Well, I'm definitely definitely including a link to that in the episode notes. <laughs> And then just before the pandemic started, I was, I, you know, I would show up and teach at 920 special once every maybe three months or so. And, um, um, so yeah, I still love Lindy Hop and it's not, there's no love lost. It's just, I was, uh, getting old, Rob, getting old. I can't even say that because Frankie was 90 something. (laughs) He was still, yeah, no, I was, I was about to say, like, (laughs) don't you dare. He ruined it for everybody. Getting old excuse has no water, carries no water now. Well, that's kind of, I I mean, I should hope that's, that's what it should be. You know, like I personally want to dance, um, until the day I die and hopefully that's a ways off and it's, you know, but we have no way of knowing, but I'll I'll do my best to make sure that if I am blessed enough to make it to Frankie's age, I'm still moving. Yeah. And yeah. let's hope, uh, you know, we all as dancers can say the same. We might not be as fast as we once were. We might not be doing it professionally. But, you know, if you can, you, you met your wife doing it. Your sons are around because of this dance. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, may we all dance as much and as often as possible. And with that, I would like to end the show in a tradition that I have. If you have, if, you know, the listeners at home know what's up if you have any uh, drink left in your glass glass left in your drink (laughs) my god this wine Uh, (laughs) we raise our glasses to toast to the end of the world toast and cheers
So I would like to um, thank my uh, dear friend, Manu Smith, for coming on the show, blessing us with his, uh, his humor and his presence. And um, for those of you who might not understand the significance of Lindy Hop, uh, of Frankie Manning, of vernacular jazz, I urge you, please, please, please look up Frankie Manning, look up Whitey's Lindy Hoppers, uh, look up the, the Nicholas Brothers, yeah. Um, and just, just watch. And yeah. uh, Manu, is there anything you want to leave the folks at home with? No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, yeah. Jump on YouTube, look up Hell's a pop and look up, uh, if anything, you're going to find a move or two that you're going to want to steal. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's how it stays alive. Y'all. That's how it stays. Oh, and then there's this. What? I don't know what that was. <laughs> were you gonna play that were yeah you gonna play that one? Oh god no, no i spare you Nah, thank you thank <laughs> you so with that said uh thank you very much to manu smith this is rob celtic signing off we will endure we will grow and we will overcome god bless This episode of Drinking and Dance at the End of the World was written and produced by me, Rob Celtic. Music for this episode was provided by the one and only Feathers. That's F-T-H-R-S. You can find his new album, Floating, on Spotify and Bandcamp under Feathers. If you like what you heard and you want to support the show, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash drinkingandance and donate for early episode releases, bonus episodes, personal shoutouts, and more. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to like, favorite, and follow on Spotify and Anchor. We'll see you next time.